0: You are listening to Vital Signs, a podcast for Centera providers. Welcome to episode three of the Antibiotic Awareness Week series. In today's episode, we are joined by Dr. Vatzel Shaw and Dr. Adam Krieger, pharmacy residents at Centera Martha Jefferson. Before we turn things over, let's go over some important CME announcements. This episode has been accredited for AMA PRA Category 1 credits, for detailed accreditation and designation information, along with disclosure information, please visit the show notes. This information can also be found on our website, www.centera.com forward slash physician education, as well as reaching us by email at physicianeducation at centera.com. Now here's Sonny and Adam.
1: Hello everyone. My name is Sonny Shah and I have Adam Crager join us today for my podcast. We're both pharmacists, currently at Sentara Martha Jefferson Hospital, and today on this podcast, we're going to talk about C. diff prophylaxis in high-risk patients. For today's podcast, we will discuss the need for C. diff prophylaxis in high-risk patients, we'll discuss the literature supporting C. diff prophylaxis, and we'll analyze our current policies at Sentara and the steps we have taken as a system to prevent C. diff infection recurrences.
2: So let's get started. So what exactly is C. diff, and why should we worry about it? Clostridioides difficile, or C. diff, previously known as
1: Clostridium difficile, is a gram-positive bacterium. It causes a severe infection leading to diarrhea and colitis in about 500,000 patients in the United States every year.
2: Wow, that's a lot of infections every year. Can C. diff infections occur again in the same patient? Absolutely.
1: CDC estimates that C. diff infections have a recurrence rate of about
2: 17%. So which patients are at a higher risk of C. diff recurrences?
1: C. diff recurrences can occur in any patient population. However, patients who are receiving systemic antibiotic therapy or have recently finished an antibiotic course are usually at the highest risk.
2: Are there any other risk factors?
1: Yes. Other risk factors include patients who are 6 5 years and older, patients who have had a recent hospitalization or a nursing home stay, patients who are on immunosuppressive medications, or patients who have immunosuppressive disease states.
2: So how do we overcome these C. diff recurrences? What does the literature say we should do?
1: So a recent meta-analysis found that oral vancomycin prophylaxis, or OVP, for secondary prevention in patients who received systemic antibiotics reduced the risk of C. diff infection recurrences during their hospital stay compared to patients who didn't receive any oral vancomycin prophylaxis for C. diff infection recurrence. Incidence in patients receiving oral vancomycin prophylaxis was 13.3%, while incidence in patients who didn't receive oral vancomycin prophylaxis was 21.9%.
2: So everyone we deem as high-risk should receive oral vancomycin prophylaxis for C. diff prophylaxis? No, not everyone. So
1: this meta analysis also found that oral vancomycin prophylaxis was not effective for primary prophylaxis. So what this means is patients who have had a history of C. diff infections and have increased risk due to factors that I talked about before Should uh, are the only ones who should receive oral vancomycin prophylaxis.
2: Have any guidelines adopted this as a recommendation?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, 2021 American College of Gastroenterology, or ACG, clinical guidelines recommend oral vancomycin prophylaxis in patients who might be at a high risk of C. diff infection recurrence.
2: So let's talk about dosing. What dose for oral vancomycin is recommended for prophylaxis? And while we're talking about dose, What's the current recommendation for treatment of C. diff infections?
1: So for treatment of C. diff infections, uh, vancomycin 125 mg by mouth four times a day is recommended. For prophylaxis, however, doses of vancomycin 125 mg once a day to twice a day have shown benefit and prevention of C. diff infection recurrences. Here at Santera, we give our providers options to choose what frequency of vancomycin they would want to prescribe.
2: Speaking of Centera, what are we doing system-wide to prevent the recurrences of C. diff infections?
1: Sentara continues to see recurrent C. diff infection cases despite multiple interventions. Since the literature supports prophylaxis with oral vancomycin uh, to reduce the recurrence of C. diff infections, Sentara has come up with a BPA or a best practice alert.
2: What is a BPA or a best practice alert?
1: So EPIC, which is our electronic medical record software system, it identifies patients at high risk for recurrent C. diff infections as those who might receive systemic antibiotics and those who have a history of C. diff infection in the last nine months. For patients who fit these criteria, a BPA will fire for the provider for an oral vancomycin prophylaxis order. This alert will communicate with the provider that this patient is at a high risk for C. diff infection recurrence and give them a choice to put in an order for oral vancomycin.
2: So just to make it clear, they can put in any frequency and dose?
1: Yes. Since the data hasn't shown that either either frequency, once or twice a day, is superior to each other, um, we give our providers an option to choose either of those frequencies.
2: So when did Sentara adopt the BPA alert, and have we seen any differences in C. recurrence rate once we initiated this policy?
1: System-wide, this Best Practice Alert, or BPA, went live uh, in June of 2021. Currently, we don't have any data on if this alert has made an impact on C. diff recurrence rates, but my residency project is actually geared towards figuring out if this alert has made a difference for Centera um, system-wide.
2: So you've told me about this project before, but for our listeners, would you mind briefly summarizing what exactly this project is? Yes, of course. So the goal of this project is to compare
1: the rates of a significant C. diff infection recurrence at 90 days. In patients who received oral linkomycin prophylaxis for secondary prophylaxis versus patients who didn't receive oral linkomycin prophylaxis um, for secondary prophylaxis. This, the purpose of this project is to determine if this new protocol that Center has adopted system-wide reduced the C. diff infection recurrence in high-risk patients. Not only, we're, uh, were uh, not only we're we going to look at the rates of C. diff infection recurrence, but we're also going to look at um, the time to significant recurrence in days. We're going to look at the oral and prophylaxis regimen, um, the dosing frequency and the duration. We're going to look at the class and the um, duration of systemic antibiotics and the number of patients with underlying immunocompromising conditions. So this can help us compare um, different groups and different uh, patient populations across the board.
2: This project will hopefully help us shed some light on this BPA and how effective it has been for Sentera. Just one small question, then we'll move on. How are you collecting data to compare patients who received and patients who didn't receive oral vancomycin prophylaxis? So we're going to retrospectively look at two different timeframes. For the patients who
1: didn't receive oral vancomycin prophylaxis but would be classified as high-risk patients according to the best practice alert, we're collecting data uh, for those patients who are collecting data from August 2019 to October 2019. We aren't collecting data from 2020 due to changes in clinical practice and lower hospital census because of COVID. For patients who did receive the oral vancomycin prophylaxis because of the BPA alert that went live in uh, June of 2021, we will be collecting data from August 2021 to October 2021.
2: I'm excited to see what the data shows. Good luck with that project. Thank you. So is there anything else we can do to prevent C. diff infection recurrences other than oral vancomycin? Yes. Um, even
1: a single dose of a systemic antibiotic has shown to have increased the risk for C diff infections. We can and we do practice antibiotic deescalation.
2: So what exactly is antibiotic deescalation?
1: Antibiotic deescalation generally refers to a reduction in the spectrum of administered antibiotics through discontinuation of antibiotics or switching to an agent with a narrower spectrum based on cultural results and susceptibilities.
2: So how does antibiotic de-escalation help prevent C. diff infections?
1: So de-escalation of unborn antibiotics is very beneficial in preventing C. diff infections in patients who already have other non-modifiable risk factors. C. um, C. diff is considered a member of the normal gut microflora. However, its growth is usually suppressed by the more dominant anaerobes. Broad-spectrum antibiotics change the gut microbiota, which gives C. diff an opportunity to cause an infection.
2: Could you briefly go over what entails antibiotic de-escalation?
1: Of course. Um, so de-escalation um, includes verifying that the days of therapy for a particular infection and antibiotic is appropriate. It also, um, antibiotics shouldn't be continued past the recommended days of therapy just because a patient is responding positively. Another way to help prevent C. diff infections is to transition from IV medications to PO medications, oral medications, as early as possible. This helps patients get discharged sooner and puts them at a lower risk for hospital-related infections.
2: So how can we as pharmacists help with this?
1: So pharmacists already play a vital role in this process by recommending narrow-spectrum antibiotics and um, dosage based on cultures and susceptibilities. We do that every day when we verify orders on the central pharmacy and also clinical pharmacists
2: when they participate in um, rounds. What else would you recommend for C. diff infection and recurrence prevention? So for patients, uh, they can develop
1: a good cleanliness hygiene since C. diff germs can be easily transmissible from person to person. If someone with C. diff infections or someone caring, with, uh, caring for someone with C. diff infections um doesn't clean their hands with soap and water after using the bathroom, they can spread the germs to people and things they touch. Remember, anybody can come in contact with C. diff germs but, and even carry them on or in your body and not get sick. But that doesn't mean that they can't spread the germs to other people.
2: Are there any recommendations for patients on how to clean things at home?
1: Yes. CDC recommends um, that you can make a cleaner at home by mixing one part bleach to nine parts water. You can use this cleaner to focus on regularly cleaning items that are usually touched by hands. These items include, but are not limited to, doorknobs, electronics, refrigerator handles, shared cups, toilet seats, and flushers.
2: That's really good information on how a good cleanliness routine really goes a long way. It really does,
1: and if anyone wants more information, CDC's website is a good place to start since it has good information for patients and healthcare providers um, together. So that concludes today's podcast for C. diff infections and why is it necessary to prevent recurrences. Thank you everyone for listening to our podcast and hope it was informational. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at vbshah at com.
0: You've been listening to Centera Healthcare's Vital Signs, a podcast for Centera providers. Be on the lookout for the next episode. As a reminder, read today's show notes for information about claiming your continuing education credits. Well, that's it for now, but we'll be back soon with another episode of Vital Signs, a podcast for Centera providers, the podcast that provides evidence-based education programs for physicians and healthcare providers on the go.